The following podcast contains spoilers for Veronica, or as they say in Spanish, Veronica. You have been warned. <laughs> Veronica. I can't. We've discussed this. I can't oh, roll Ver- my arms. Ver- Ver- I can't do it. I can't Ver- do it. Ver- it's Ver- scientifically Ver- impossible. <laughs> you have been warned. Everybody, to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel. This actually works for this segment. Megusto. Miguel Megusto. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I thought because we've been having audio problems, I thought your audio cut out. I was like, oh no. No, my brain cut out, though. That was, that was fun. Glenn, I feel like I haven't seen you in multiple fortnights. It's, it's been a moon or two. It's been since. a moon or two. I, Since our beloved faces have seen each other in the same I, room. I miss it. I think mm-hmm. Tenet was the last time I saw you when we saw Tenet. Yeah, literally, this was like, what, a month ago, maybe? Yeah. That's, I, honestly, I spit on that. Oh, it's it's, it's been too, too long. long. Too long. I got a little spit on my shirt now. Yeah, for Fuck. real. Uh, anyway, how, how you been doing today? I'm not bad. I'm a tired boy. I'm sleepy. My back problems. I'm getting old. But here's the deal. We got KFR to go through. We got we news. Do. We got love. We, we got, got sp- sp- spread it. We got ketchup, and something tells me that you did not put any ketchup on your movie sandwich this week. Yeah, Is that correct? No ketchup on my movie sandwich. No ketchup other than Veronica on your movie sandwich. So that brings it to me, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, always it's always you, my friend. And it, it, it seems to be the case that whenever you don't watch any movies, I mm. either watch a million movies <laughs> or not that many movies, like normal yeah. amount of movies. Uh, other than Veronica, which I had seen prior, I have only seen two movies this week. Okay. Both, funnily enough, in the horror variety. You know, it's a spooky season. We're on week three of our KFR Spooktacular. Uh, The first movie I watched last week is The House That Jack Built, written and directed by Lars Von Trier, Mm -hmm. um, who any of you who know his work, uh, he's a weirdo. Same. Yeah. (laughs) He's he's, he's done movies like Antichrist, uh, um, Nephomania, uh, Melancholia. He's a very depressed Danish man. And uh, makes movies about such. And I don't typically go for his movies. But this one I actually rather enjoyed uh, because it seemed very self-aware. A lot of the reason I don't like him is he seems like he he lets his depression... He thinks his depression is a personality trait. Yeah. Which I guess in a way it is. But like he goes a little too far. And this seemed a little like self-prodding, self-investigating kind of thing. Where like the main main character is, is... uh, depressed or unfeeling, and and the dialogue between him and uh, uh, you know, the person he's talking to the majority of the time, he's kind of just like pointing out his flaws and everything. So I really enjoyed that aspect mm-hmm. of it. Uh, I had a lot of people tell me that this movie reminded them of my movie Eugene versus Humanity. Oh, other than the fact that how'd you feel about that? Uh, I, at first I was a little taken aback just because I don't like Lars Van Trier. <laughs> 
And I was just like, that. I kind of take that as an insult. But then I watched it. I could see the similarities, although yeah. uh, this is a little more pretentious than Eugene versus Humanity. But I still really enjoyed this. Uh, that's the house that Jack built. Uh, mm-hmm. I do suggest it for people that like Lars von Trier or just existential, you know, theoretical bullshit horror, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've, and, I've been told about this movie a couple times. And I've... Uh wondered if i myself should take a gander it it does have a few dark humorous moments like it's not a it's by no means a comedy but there are definitely parts that are just like oh that's kind of funny yeah uh and uh you know you never see those in lars von trier movies his movies are dreadful Mm -hmm. to the point where they're not fun to watch in my opinion like i'm fine with depressing movies if they feel realistic but his are just like oh there's no hope Oh, I'm Danish top, and sad yeah. and, and possibly a Nazi sympathizer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that goes back to an interview he had during Melancholia where I'm sure he just misspoke, but it did not sound good for him. Yeah. <laughs> then the second movie I watched, I watched last night at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. It is called Possessor, which is directed by Brandon Cronenberg, who is David Cronenberg's son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. It's a... Uh, another thriller horror about this contract killer in this world where like contract killers can take over someone's body and make them kill their own loved one and shit. Interesting. Yeah, it was actually very interesting. Um, it had a lot of gratuitous sex in it, in my opinion, but the story was interesting enough where uh, that kind of was overshadowed. Um, yeah. But there was definitely a few parts where it's just like, why are you even showing this? Like, it, it, there's no point to it. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it is a, a solid film. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. That is Possessor, written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg. And other than Veronica, that is all I watched this week. So uh, wow. we got a little bit of news, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm going to let you take it away. Yeah. Um, so really funny story, actually. Um, I had basically, I was at the ass end of my shift yesterday. And I'm just, I'm sitting down. I'm like, oh, man, what a what a day of work. I'm going to sit down and scroll on some Facebook a little bit, pass some time. And <laughs> I get on Facebook, and I just see an article that says, you know, <clears throat> <sighs> Regal Cinemas to reclose all theaters after no time to die delay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, you know, just sitting at Regal Cinemas having no idea what the hell is going on that's par for the course for regal they always seem to tell news outlets before they tell their employees which is kind of fucked up yeah uh i remember when my wife's theater was closing down because it was bought out by a car dealership uh when that was going to shut down they heard for like two weeks from news outlets and press people calling them and asking them if it was true and they were just Mm -hmm. like i don't know yeah my guess is, is that it is, though. But, yeah, Regal didn't tell them for two weeks after they had heard about it, which is some bullshit. But, um... Um, so, further reading the article, um, basically, they're closing their UK, um, theaters, and because of, uh, them being owned by Cineworld, they are most likely also going to close US, um, yeah. theaters. But, as far as... I got an update email this morning. As far as it's concerned, we haven't heard anything... And they actually just recently updated the uh, the whole news article saying that uh, Cineworld themselves 
we can uh, we can confirm we are considering the temporary closure for our UK and US cinemas, but our final decision has not yet been reached. Uh, once we decide on a decision, um, we will further update our staff and customers as soon as we can. Yeah, so it sounds so. like someone with it that is in that decision-making room spilled the beans to their friend who's a journalist. Yeah. And their journal friend who's a journalist just ran with it. Because um, it, uh, it broke out real fast. Oh, yeah. Like I mean, <laughs> and, like, it, it, it would make sense. I wouldn't... The only thing that bothers me is that they tell... Somehow the press finds out before the employees. That's the only yeah. thing that bothers me. Uh, other than the fact that, you know, the, the rest of the world seems to have this under control. And the only reason that uh, America doesn't is because of piss-poor leadership. Uh, so that's the only aspect that irritates me about this. Like, I, I understand it needs to happen, mm -hmm. uh, but I just want movies to go back to normal yeah. with normal releases. Um, um, but I understand why they're, they're definitely not taking precautions the way they should have been since the start of all this. And, uh, I mean, if UK shutting down their theaters too, I mean, it makes sense for also us to do it. I know, yeah. uh, one of my viewers themselves, uh, just, uh, had a classmate who got Corona. So, so they're, they're, I think they're shutting down some schools too. So it's more than just the cinema. It's yeah. it's affecting more than just that. Um, well, yeah, and, I mean, we're, we're yeah, getting yeah, yeah. fall, we're getting a second outbreak. It's, mm -hmm. it's science. It's going to happen. It yeah. would just be great if people actually listened to science and not, uh, some Fox news host. <laughs> yes. Um, so <laughs> that, that is kind of the news. Uh, as of right now, there has been no actual decision made, um, whether between an email or the news articles. Um, but it spread like wildfire as soon as it heard that they were talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, also, it was like 2 a.m. when the article broke out in UK. So like, I, I don't know what business leaders uh, of Cineworld are just up at 2 a.m. Like, all right, we need to talk about this right now. 2 a.m. in the UK? Yeah, it was 2 a.m. Okay. when the articles broke out. So Interesting. I, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was yeah. nine here, but it was definitely like two AM there. Oh yeah, I, I first found out up. while I was leaving the Colonial Theater after watching Possessor, you know, I was like, Oh, it's a great we I had a great night for movies, you know. Mm -hmm. Went to the movie theater, it was social distancing, it was great, good movie, everything was great. Oh, theaters might close down again. Yeah, yeah. Fun. Okay. Big big fun. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's that's I think that's our only news, is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's our, that's our big news. If uh, I've got another quick thing, I mean, yeah, uh, might as well go for it. Yeah, it's a little more lighthearted, I guess. Um, Jamie Foxx has been confirmed to be Electro in the new Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland. Oh, they're giving him um, another shot. They're giving him another shot. Whether or not that confirms or not, whether they're doing the Spideyverse is beyond me. Whether they want to get Tobey Maguire in there, Andrew Garfield. Um, I would love that, considering I think Andrew Garfield deserved a second chance. Along, yeah. Here's the deal. With Paul Giamatti as the Rhino again. Paul that's, Giamatti. That's, that's the, the only thing I cared about. That I wants. That's what Honestly, I Honestly, like, there. I'm not a Spider-Man fan, so when it comes to if it is or is not a good Spider-Man movie, mm -hmm. it's my opinion is completely null and void with that. But as far as movies go, for someone who doesn't know much about the Spider-Man universe and and all that, 
Mm-hmm. The Amazing Spider-Man movies weren't that bad. They were enjoyable. Yeah, uh, I loved the second one more than a lot of people. Oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the best mm-hmm. uh, superhero movies in a long time. They got um, the they got the suit nice. They had, uh, yeah. they had uh, Andrew Garfield being quirky as all hell, being super Spider-Man. And, and that final moment with Gwen Stacy. Oh, just, yeah. They it, risked it, a little bit. Yeah, they death fucking finally mattered in a yep. goddamn Marvel movie. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, Which, if I, they do the Spideyverse, then it won't matter because uh, Spider-Gwen is a thing. Um, yeah. But we'll go down that road when we get there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, hopefully they do what they were all hoping they do. Or if not, they're literally just going to rewrite Electro a little bit and just have Jamie Foxx come back. So if they're yeah. going to do that, they better bring back Paul Giamatti because he wanted to be Rhino for so long. I want him. I want him to be in, in more things. Like yeah. he's he's in a car commercial, a VW car commercial right now, and that's all he's really doing that that yeah, I'm aware it's, of. It's it's really and he sad. Deserves, he's a fantastic no, actor. Hundred and twenty percent. He's but always like, the best thing in the anything. Rhino he's is in. what he's been wanting to do for a while, and he got a piss poor chance of it because they just they, closed yeah. down three. Oh uh, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man three. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for. A Same little bit here. of lighthearted news after a little bit of a maybe dark news. We'll see down the road. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, yeah. There we so go. let's get into Ver, Ver, Veronica. 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 I'm Veronica. A, I can't do it, Clint. Madrid, 1991. A teen finds herself besieged by an evil spiritual. Oh my god, I messed up. Sp- <laughs> you were so super- close. Oh, dude, it sounded good too. Supernatural force after she played Ouija. I'm sorry, Ouija with two classmates. I'm so used Ooh. to saying Ouija that yeah. it's just natural. Yeah. Uh, directed by Paco Plaza, written by Paco Plaza and Fernando Navarro, uh, based on, or I guess edited, the story was edited by Coral Cruz, starring Sandra Escasina, Bruna Gonzalez, Claudia Placer, and Yvonne Chavero, or Ivan Chavero. I'm not sure how Spanish people would pronounce it. Probably Yvonne. 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 Um, but I yeah, uh, this is a, a horror film from Spain from 2017. Uh, I saw it, actually, I saw it in 2017, funnily enough. Oh, wow. It usually takes a while to get over here. But uh, yeah, I saw it when I was uh, on a little business trip and was in my hotel room. And let's just say it, spooky season is a good season to watch a demon possession movie. Oh, 100%. It's not, it's not spooky season until you watch a demon possession movie. It hits a little different, as they it, say. It does hit a little different. Uh, but, yeah, since I've already seen this, I want you to kind of go over your thoughts first, begin this conversation. What okay. did you think of Veronica? Veronica. Um, I I'm, actually, not, I'm not doing that to be an no, asshole. I, know, I, I legitimately know. cannot roll my R's. I have tried so many times. Um, I actually enjoyed this a lot more than most uh, Demon Possession or such thing movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually handled everything really well um, between how they... Uh, what was that? 
Oh, me just sitting up in my chair. I've got oh. an old, old ass <laughs> computer chair. All I heard is. <laughs> I was like, "Hello." <laughs> so Ouija. Uh, they they handled a lot of things like really neatly. Like um, that one uh, Iranian movie that we watched. I can't remember the name of. Sadly. Uh, Under the Shadow. I, yeah, I think so. It, it like handled that? a lot of things like that really well. Um, you saw the you saw the demon slash monster slash spirit. Uh, Confirmed you, it is under the shadow, by the way. Okay, sick. Um, so we we saw that a lot, and we saw a lot of other things uh, being manipulated in rooms, like mm-hmm. just shadows and pieces of paper turning into f- a blaze, um, hot water, such like that. A lot of things going on in this movie with the uh, with the very pissed off spirit. Um, yeah. And I thought I thought it was really cool. Like everything pertaining to what the spirit did was really cool and not like over exaggerated with yeah. loud noises and such like that yeah i would agree i i think uh, contrasted to last week's film the monster mm-hmm. you don't really see the the spirit too much yeah. uh especially at first when you see it at first i think the first time you see it and i could be mistaken about this uh is i think it's either the first or second night and the TV turns on yeah. uh, on its own, and she goes to turn off the TV. And while she's walking towards the TV, you just see a glimpse of it walking towards the TV in the hall room, just a dark shadow silhouette. And uh, yeah, she just, doesn't it's see just it. Just standing behind her uh, and when she walks away. There's no jump scare noise associated with it. There's no. Mm-hmm. The, it's just it's there. You see its reflection. Of the t- it is beautifully handled. Yep. Very creepy. And it's it, it's especially after you know the unsubtlety of last week's film, uh, which wasn't terrible, but it it, I, it definitely wasn't as suspenseful as this. Yeah, it, it really makes you realize how much better less is more. Uh, yeah, less is more. I mean, it was it was really a cool thing because uh, when when that scene happened, it made me think of signs. Yeah, but it didn't feel like it was copying it. You know, yeah, like you exactly. see the reflection of the alien in the back and. Uh, the kid is being held by the, the alien. He's got his fucking fucking wrist knife vessel. The gas thing, yeah. Yeah, in his in his wrist. Uh, but uh, it, it didn't feel like it was copying it. It just felt like maybe kind of an homage, but its own thing at the same time. Yeah, like inspired um, from it, but changed it enough where it became its own thing. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was kind of really daunting. Kind of mm-hmm. like oh freak, oh freak. That's kind of spoopy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's really just a very suspenseful creepy film probably the only instance in any demon possession movie where the mouth open agape you know a a wide open Mm -hmm. mouth during possession was actually terrifying and not laughable um like when she first becomes possessed and when she last becomes possessed you know it's done just enough where you're not sure if it was done with computers or if this actress can just open her mouth I that way. I don't. I honestly don't know whether she did or not. Yeah, and it's it's just it it was just it was just creepy the way it was. It looked like it could be done, whereas most of the time it's just like, oh, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like even even in a demon possession movie, like yeah, because like definitely the 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 last scene of the movie where she she uh, she did have her mouth open, it it was a little skeptical, but. I mean, you saw, again, you saw it in the beginning, her mouth being hugely wide open before, yeah. and now you're like, and, and it was just super creepy, too. It's just, it, oh, yeah. It's not, that's not something that typically creeps me out. But yeah. because it is borderline possible and probable that, you know, if there was any computer uh, enhancement to that, it was very limited. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, 
the thing that a lot of American films forget is that things that are physically possible in the real world, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the spiritual world, but like if the spiritual world is interacting with the w- real world, there are still physical limitations to the physical things that they're interacting with. Yes. And that's what a lot of American horror movies forget. Like, oh, oh, she's possessed now, so she can just open her mouth like a snake. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, I, I think the, um, only time that it probably works is that uh oh fuck there's a there's a, a found footage demon possession movie something about Deborah or the the something Deborah I forget exactly they I just even they even do this in the Lord of the Rings scary Bilbo Baggins man oh yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just um but yeah when it's when it's physically possible it's it's a lot more terrifying because it's like. Yeah, that's Could it happen? you know it's 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 more real than just like a CGI thing that's happening. Or yeah, just exactly. Somebody's and, neck twisting in half or and, something. And one of my favorite parts about this is is the uh, the younger kids that um are are uh, Veronica's siblings. They were they were great. They each had their oh, yeah. own little personality. Uh, you know, they reacted in very childish ways. And uh, Antonito, uh, and Antonio, specific, and Antonito. It's, oh, is it it's, Antonito? It's not Anto- yeah, it's not Antonio. It's Antonito. Oh, my man. Um, but uh, when he's seeing these supernatural things happen, he thinks his sister is just being silly and kind of like laughs and smiles mm-hmm. and is just confused. Whereas like in in American horror movies, they just jump to straight being scared, which yeah. that's not how a kid would react. They'd be like, oh, you're doing something funny. What's happening? Like, I, I don't understand. You're You're just holding a meatball up by your face and not eating it. I don't I don't get it, but it, yeah. it it was just very natural reactions to the point where I wonder if they specifically him because he was a really young kid, yeah. if they if they told him what was happening uh or if they just kind of had things Yeah, now you got me a little curious on it too. Yeah. But uh her sisters were were really um well acted as well, uh Bruna uh, or Lucia and Irene. Uh, they they both kind of had like this little uh, rascalness about them, and yeah. and you could tell that they all really loved each other, and and it, it really built the tension that way because you didn't want anything bad to happen to them. Again, another thing that happens in American horror movies is you want someone to die because there's usually an annoying yeah. character, but there's not really any any annoying characters in this. They're all really natural. They're all really likable, and that speaking of those characters, that adds to it. I hate high school, man. Yeah. <laughs> high school bitches, man. Yeah. It really hurts my feelings. And the the thing that's probably the weakest part of it in my opinion of this movie. Uh she you know she does the séance with her friends Rosa and I forget what the uh, Diana mm-hmm. uh or Diana, I think is how it's pronounced. Um th- she does the séance with them. Uh, Rosa is her best friend, but then starts like ignoring her. You think it's because she might think she's possessed. And then you find out later when there, she confronts her at a party that she's been avoiding her because she said she was going to die on that day. Yeah. And like, if you, if Glenn, if, if we did a seance together mm-hmm. and you passed out and I heard you say, I'm going to die June 15th. Yep. I would fucking make sure I was with you on June 15th to make sure that nothing bad happened to you. Yeah, I want my outer body experience to see you holding my hand and kissing yeah. it and be like, no, yeah. you won't. But not no, Rosa. Rosa was just like, I'm going to be gonna friends go with, with Diana. Yeah. It's, it's, 
I just that that's the one part that felt unrealistic to me. Yeah, she didn't um, try to help in any way possible. She yeah. just super avoided the shit out of her. I think it would have been more realistic if she tried to help, became overbearing, and then Veronica kind of snapped at her for being overbearing. Or um, even like if she said from the get go why she was like avoiding her. Yeah. Instead of just like uh maybe maybe not say like the die thing, but just be like scared of the whole possession thing. Yeah. Um and be but like, like no, just to ignore her get away from me, you, and then you, kinda... you spiritual demon. Yeah, yeah. It, that that just seemed really granted I'm I know that the Spanish Catholicism aspect of it, they probably believe in this stuff a lot more hardcore than either you or I would in that same situation. Yeah. Uh, like, I'd probably be looking for... If you passed out when we did a seance in our school's basement, I probably would have started looking for asbestos to make sure that that didn't make you pass out for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it, it was... Overall, it's just a really suspenseful, terrifying, creepy movie. Uh, in my opinion, it's probably the scariest movie we've watched in these three weeks so far. hundred uh, percent. Um, and I think it's really well done and uh, well made by Paco Plaza. And um, yeah, it, it's just a solid film with great acting, great writing, great suspense, great cinematography, everything, Glenn. Yeah, every, everything about Except this movie. Except for yeah, fucking Rosa. Everything about this movie is really good. And there was a complaint that I was going to say, like, about halfway through the movie. I was like, oh, this kind of actress seems, like, really dead when she's acting. And then it all kind of makes sense in the end. It's like, well, yeah, that's kind of the point, Glenn. Nice try, yeah. you fucking guy. <laughs> that's the point. It all comes to fruition. But, yeah, the, she, uh... I, I could see that. She is kind of, like... She there's, seems... there's, there's just certain moments where she, like, there's no personality. But, it, it I mean, it makes sense. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's not like she just didn't have personality throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just a moment where I was like, yeah, she seems kind of dead, man. Like, there's such a certain... Oh, oh, that's why she's dead. Because there's a demon possessing her literal body at moments. <laughs> this makes sense. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't want to say that we are, you know, shattering the glass ceiling here. But all three of our films have been very female-centric. And you know, I didn't uh, even think about it to be honest. You know what? You're welcome, women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, no, it's just, that's just a, that's just the thing that I noticed while we were talking. You know, other lamb, the monster, Veronica are all female centric, which is great. Yeah, uh, I apologize for that horrendous joke, but <laughs> well, it's I think it's it's also a thing that like uh, most horror movies are female centric. Yeah, which yeah. Um, I think guys can be scared too. I think well, that's I think it's a psychological thing for the audience where like yeah. people are more worried. Unfortunately, well, unfortunately, not unfortunately, I don't know, uh, but like they're more worried for now, women you, than they I are. I think you you for definitely men. feel more attached to like women characters in scary movies. Yeah, sure. like you you kind of want to protect uh, them. I don't know if it's like an instinct thing or you know a patriarchy most, thing. Most but, characters in horror movies they are like men characters. Um, they seem to be like a more protective and such like that. Um, yeah. And just manly roles, I guess we could say. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd be excited to see anything else that Paco Plaza has done. I'm going to look up to see if he's done anything else. Uh, Cause yeah, I really enjoy this. I remember when I first watched it, it had more mixed reviews. It looks like it's gone up a bit since then. Yeah. Um, oh, he, he directed the original wreck and wreck two, which, on our end, 
uh, across the pond here became quarantine. Um, oh, really? Yeah. He, he did the Spanish versions, which were then remade into the American version of quarantine. Oh, nice. I was um, actually trying to watch quarantine soon. Yeah. But now I might watch Wreck. So, yeah, he's he's really well established here. Uh, he has another movie called Eye for an Eye, which looks interesting. But um, I'd really... I don't have too much to to say, uh, too much more to say about this. You know, it's. I'm glad that the ratings have gone up because it's definitely a better film than when I when I watched it. I think it was at like a four point eight or something on IMDb. The it's it's. I'm glad to see that you know audiences are finally accepting it because it's it's a great great film in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. You got anything else to say? Uh, honestly, I think we covered the bases. All right, so let's get into the judgment. Uh, it is Netflix Roulette Week, so uh, I don't know who goes. Glenn, would you like to go first? Does this I become can, a shelf? I can point? go. We're gonna we're gonna make a jank o' lantern and put it on the spooky shelf of uh, movie movie shelfness. <clears throat> so is that a yes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's it's a solid film. It's it's got great suspense. Uh, it shows the creature just the right amount or the spirit just the right amount. So I would agree that this becomes a little shelf boy uh, with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Mm. And uh, yeah, th- that's uh, that's great. I'm glad I'm glad that you enjoy this because when Netflix Roulette picked this and it was between this and that Val Kilmer movie, which honestly looked horrible to me, yeah. uh, I'm glad that you agreed to go with this because I really enjoyed it and wanted to talk to someone yeah, about it. Yeah, the only it, reason so. I did want to watch it was because of Val Kilmer. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a solid reason, yeah. really. But uh, yeah, let's get into plugs. Glenjamin mm. Bunn, what is your plug for this week? Since we're in the spooby season and I mm-hmm. couldn't find any plugs... I found one eventually. <laughs> How to beat every Saw trap in the first Saw movie, I believe. Ooh. Uh, so there's there's this guy I found a hit start on YouTube, um, and he has he's had a little video. He's like, the main reason people really die in these Saw movies is because they're panicking and not thinking. Understandably, but also, they could just not die if they thought about it for a second. Oh. Um, so like a lot of a lot of the traps in there like he has a logical explanation for like certain ones like there was like a barbed wire one where like it was a big boy um kind of just jumped on the barbed wire and tried to get through it instead of you know just going to the bottom you know where on the floor going delicately like, yeah and like yeah. crossing it he just like literally jumped on it there was one where uh the the chick all she had to do was really uh or not the chick. It was somebody had to just put like that face mask one where it rips your whole face open. Um, mm. Where you just got to put. She she's the one that does survive. Oh, she is. Okay. Yeah. yeah I haven't seen. I haven't seen. The, it's so called long. the reverse bear trap, by the way. Oh, is it? Well, well. Yeah. I, um, I I was really into Saul until about Saul four, and mm-hmm. Saul four was awful, and then I stopped watching them. Yeah, I and think then, I, I watched two of the saws. I think maybe three. I have no idea to be honest with you. It's been a while. Yeah. Um. But the first one was glorious, and yeah. so is this video, maybe. That's for you to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so what is that again? How to Beat Every Saw Trap and by on... Hit Start on YouTube. But let's get into the video, where we'll break down the movie as well as how you can beat all of the traps in it. The original Saw movie starts with two men waking up in a torture chamber chained to pipes by their ankles. Neither of them know anything about what's going on or why they're here. 
One of the men is a photographer named Adam and the other is Lawrence Gordon, a medical doctor. Although they believe they've been chosen randomly, their storylines are actually very closely intertwined, but more on that later. In the middle of the room, we see a man lying on the floor who is holding a revolver in one hand and a tape recorder in the other. On YouTube. Uh, I also went with the spoopy theme for, <laughs> for my plug. Uh, there is this channel on YouTube called What Culture. They do a lot of top tens or bottom tens, mm -hmm. 10, 11, 12s. Uh, they count things. They like to count. They like yeah. numbers. Who they're doesn't? like, they're like count, count, uh, Dracula. Dr and, oh, um, damn. You got me. <laughs> and, uh, Sesame, Sesame Street or whatever. Is his name Count Dracula or is it uh, just the Count? I think it's just the Count. I think, yeah, I think it's Count. Uh, but either way. Uh, they have a video called 10 Brilliant Horror Movie Monsters You Are Completely Unprepared For. Uh, it's essentially just a list of um, horror movie monsters uh, that you are unprepared for. Oh, that makes <laughs> no, sense. No, it, it, it's, it, uh, it, it kind of focuses on the ones that like become iconic and are, are slow builds to these monsters. For the mm -hmm. most part, there are a few that you see the entire time. Um, but either way... Uh, it, it, is, it breaks down a, a good top ten for uh, the horror movie monsters, and okay. it's uh, yeah, that is ten brilliant horror movie monsters you are completely unprepared for on what culture on YouTube. Whether it's a mega budget blockbuster like Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim or a little indie horror gem like Isolation, monster movies cannot hope to succeed unless they impress with some inventive design. After all, no one is watching an American werewolf in London so they can get a glimpse of London, or Americans. And really, even in slow burn think pieces or paranormal fare, we are still always itching for a really good creature to pop up and steal the show, as the reveal is at its best if it takes us completely by surprise. There's nothing quite like that holy shit moment when something strange comes out of nowhere, or when the monster we signed up for is incomprehensibly bigger and badder than we ever had cause to expect. So let's take a look at the movies that we didn't think had it in them then, only to floor us with a creative, terrifying, or straight up surreal monster when we thought we'd seen it all. I'm gonna peep that just actually after this because yeah, I'm curious. I'm, I'm gonna peep your little there's... song movie after this. Oh, yeah. Um, there's definitely one that I fully expect to be on that list and I want to see if it's on there or not. But whoever edits this will cut it out. What do you, just tell me what it is. I won't was, tell you if it is or not. Did the movie. Oh. I wish it was on there. That would have been better. That would have been amazing because that's yeah. a great monster. That is a great monster. Um, but yeah, that brings us to our pick, our assignment for next week. Uh, Glenjamin Button, we have been doing relatively new movies. Uh, okay. I think all of our movies so far have been out from the past five years. For the most part, yeah. We're going to take it back to a movie that I haven't seen. I honestly did not check to see if you've seen it, but I definitely have not seen it, which I feel well, like... I definitely have not seen it until about an hour into the movie when I realize I've seen it. So This is true. This is true. <laughs> uh, so this is a film with uh, Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Jeff Goldblum, and Leonard Nimoy. Mm. Uh, it is from 1978, and it is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, wow. This is definitely not a movie that I've seen yeah. or may have seen. This is one I've hour. been meaning to see for quite some time and just okay. haven't got around to. Uh, it is written by W.D. Richter, based on the novel by Jack Finney, directed by Philip Kaufman, and it is about... Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I kind of had an aneurysm there. Spasms, yes. When strange see, mm, 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 mm. Glenn, Papa. stop possessing Papa. me, Glenn. Papa. Glenn, stop possessing Papa. me. 
When strange seeds drift to Earth from space, mysterious pods begin to grow and invade San Francisco, California, where they replicate the residents into emotionless automatons one body at a time. And that is available on Amazon Prime. So that will be our assignment for next week, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. From 1978, I think there might be one before that, but this is the one that I, I think is more iconic. They come from a dying world. They drift through the universe, pushed on by the solar winds. They adapt, and they survive. The function of all life is survival. Sleep, sleep, sleep. From deep space, the seed is planted. Terror grows. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, I think um, uh, this this one's actually like a remake. I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, it's not the remake from. With, it's not. With, they're not the same movies. Yeah, there, there's one with Nicole Kidman and and Daniel Craig that is uh, based off the same novel, mm. and it's not that one. It's the old one, but maybe yeah. not the oldest one. It's yes. like a Star is Born, but for horror movies. There's probably been yeah, like 10 I, versions I think of there's, it. Yeah, I think there's a few, but so yeah, I know which is, one you're speaking of. Yep, that is our assignment for next week. You can find that on AmazonPrime.com. Uh, I mean, that's not the website, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, as always, you can check out our website, www.film... Oh, God. www.keystonefilmreview.com. <laughs> on Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we invade each other's bodies. Or snatch each other's bodies. So Either way. Nothing different's happening from our nothing regularly weekly schedule. Nothing different is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye.